You're listening to Simply Stogies, a podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back, relax, while James brings you along on his cigar journey. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, sit down with guests from across the industry, and we'll probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome to Simply Stogies. I am your host, James. This episode is a little bit different. We're going to have short um, interviews with some folks around the PCA Trade Show 2022. We're going to start with the one, the only, the incomparable, Jeremy Castagna. Jeremy, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Well, thank you for asking me again. Shows you survived the first one. <laughs> we did survive the first one. You really did a deep dive into uh, the cipher, the cipher line, which kind of talked about a little bit the first time you were on the podcast a couple years ago. It's been a while since you've been on. Yes. So I want to catch up with you. How have you been? And I'm glad you survived COVID. Well, no, COVID was good for everybody, right? In mean, this business. Well, not everybody, but I said in this business. In this business. In this business, because, um, you know, cigar smoking is a hobby. And people do their hobbies. So um, it's been actually explosion, not just in America, but across the world. The best thing is, we were talking about Cypher a little bit, as you said last yes. time. So we managed to complete that project over that period. Gave me time to do it. Um, just prior to COVID breaking out, I was at the factory in Costa Rica. And so I got them to make the samplings for me. So I knew I was going to hit. I knew I was going to have plenty of time in my lounge. And so they made, I think, 200 samples of the blend I chose with little variants. And then we, that's what I was doing, uh, to sitting with some of our aficionados in the lounge to try it each month as it aged. And then we knew what, you see, when you make a, make, make us make a new cigar, especially if you know what tobaccos you want, then you just got to make, they go like a toro. And then you just start adapting that same tobaccos. You need variants of it. So maybe the Peruvian would be the the hero, the king. And then you make one with a Peruvian shuffling down woods being the seco. And then you make it as a balado. Okay, you said the the, 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 the first you know, first primer. And then you just mix them all up until you get which one ages best. You have so little chance to do that in this business, but COVID gave us that chance to do this testing over eight months with 200 cigars sitting next to me of the same damn uh, basic leaves but with different primings mixed up to see what we're going to do. So that sounds to most guys like me like a dream job. Well it was dream. It made me really enjoy my job. (laughs) But 200 cigars you've got to whittle it down from 200. Well what we do is we'd say we'd have sort of I had the two cigars I wanted to do it with. The Colossus a 6x60 and then a box press like extended uh, Corona Gorda. Right. So it's um, 48 box press down to 48 to nine, eight inch. So I made the um, four mixed blends of each, right? Um, so, and then 25 of each of those so that we could smoke it and discard it um, and smoke it each month to see how it's progressing. So we had basically four of one and four of the other eight cigars to taste each month and make notes to see which one is going to win the race I understand. of that one and that one so four of each so you imagine so 200 
25 of each made. I hope you're following this in your maths. <laughs> and so we had 25 of each made. Um, and then we could, uh, 200 cigars I had to wow. get through. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a dream job. But the Enigma yeah. came out last year. Correct. But it was a limited run. And I remember I got it from Club Mareva in Beirut. Yeah, I got it's... it with the uh, Origins, which the Enigma for me, I haven't told, I don't think I've told anybody double this corona, yeah. on air, yeah, the Double Corona. That was my favorite cigar last year. I haven't told anybody that on air. I think I've told a couple of my friends, like, that was my top cigar last year. I really enjoyed it. And Origin, the, the, the World Origins that you yes, had. With correct. The, yes. The uh, Beirut exclusive. Yep. It was a close number two. That's yes. Well, both of them had aged, you see, because the origins uh, that was put together, I think, in 2018, we'd finished them, and then we had there was uh, issues going on with Lebanon, with the financial structure collapsed, and we had to figure out how we were going to put it together because suddenly nobody had any money. You could be a billionaire in Beirut, right. and you could only take a hundred dollars out a day. Right. So. Um, Woody and the Jack traded and did, you know, the whole custom systems broke down. So the cigars sat there in the KBF factory for two years before we could box them. Okay, and as far as the Enigmas are concerned, you know they were put down in 2012. Yep. And I'd asked uh, if there was like four or five different Vitolas with some special tobacco in it. And uh, when I first went to the factory in 2012, I said, just put that stuff aside, thousand of each. One day I'll come back to it. I'll pay for them. Um, and then it was COVID time, which because we weren't initially getting goods out because of the collapse of the transportation system, okay, I had them again in the February. I knew it was going to happen. Send them over to me in Tallinn that time before shit hit the fan. And so I had them and I said, what will I do with them now? So I got something to make a story of because all the factories closed. Yeah. So, yeah, all I had it. so off they went to Lebanon. Yeah. Because of our lounge affiliation with them. Wow. So mm. the Enigma became the inspiration to do the line of cigars named after Cypher 3311. Because Enigma, not only is Enigma about the filler that's in it and tobacco, it's also as a German decoding machine. Right. So he then had the, one of the other Vitolas I'd set down in 2012 was the Diademus. So that became the Lorenz, the other German decoding machine. And it was very easy to do. We didn't need to test blends of that because there's one type of tobacco in there. So we, wow. they were, those two were settled. That's why the, there's the other two, the other two, which we were knew we wanted to penetrate that tobacco with Peru and Dominican Republic because they're like the allied machines. The Colossus was the computer that um, deciphered yeah. the Enigma and the Lorenz. So play and the long box press ones a needle because my grandfather, as you know, needled the Germans with his um, embroideries. Like literally needled them. Yeah, uh, as you know the story. Yes, as I know the story, and it's such a great story. Uh, I, I picked up the book. Tell me, tell, tell the fans a little bit about the book if they haven't seen the video and they listen to this. And tell they them can about buy the book. the book online, by the way. Now, the first thing we need to say about the whole project is that one of the other things I did over COVID is I went to the Red Cross in Estonia. And they don't endorse the product, but they endorse my grandfather's story. So they allowed it to put their name into our marketing and the insert you see there. And so we donate to this to, uh, to the Red Cross um, one euro each cigar sold. And the book is put in the publication so you can buy it. 
Now, the book was all about my grandfather's needlework. It was put together by my dad about his dad, my granddad. And it's about, and when, you know, my grandfather's embroideries are quite famous. In fact, the one that says, fuck Hitler in the Morse code in it. Yes. Trust me, you can read it. When that was in the Albert Museum in 2012, that's when the Imperial War Museum called my father and said, we have documents we need to hand to you. And those were all the letters my grandfather had written to my grandmother whilst he was a prisoner. Wow. And my father was sitting down and said, Jem, look at all of these. Basically, the Imperial War Museum said that Major Alexis Castagli, whilst a prisoner, was also a member of MI9. He was uh, sending coded messages. Um, he was, it was all about escaping prisoners of war who's escaped. Um, sites of, airline, of, of, of bombing routes going across, V2 rockets, V1 rockets, all this stuff. And it was in the letters he wrote to my grandmother. Wow. Right? And so my father remembered these upper-class thugs turning up at the door with these letters and saying to his mum, my grandmum, saying, these are yours through the Red Cross. We received them, cherished them. We need to pick them up from you tomorrow and you'll never see them again. Some parts of the letter you will not understand. And my wow. father used to remember sitting with tears every time he came to pick it up. So he suddenly had those. And that is not in the book because that came just when my father first put that book together. It was before, but there's a lot of information in there of what he did. There's Quite extraordinary. A, absolutely. It's a great story. And it's wow. And as we smoke those cigars, the Enigmas, because we are going to be producing them. You know, what we, the production available this year was made last year. So we, let, we aged them for a year, right? So we only had 8,000, 2,000 of each Vitola wow. for this year. Next year, we'll try to do more. And eventually, I'm going to be creating boxes of 20 so they'll be a bit more accessible to the... But this Joe. year, you have them in a very nice looking box, embroidered. Yeah, yeah, it's got fuck Hitler on there. Fuck Hitler on there, uh, but it's they're in coffins as well. They're all in coffin boxes. And if I'm not mistaken, is this the first time you've done coffins? Yeah. Some people are calling it one of our unicorn cigars. I don't know. What we do know is they arrived um, two, three weeks ago, and they're pretty much all sold out. Yeah, and this is we were launching them here, and people are pre-buying them. It's happened the same with the four thousand cigars going to Europe. Um, which will be launching at uh, Instabac in September. We've already got people laying their names down for them. So they're going to just disappear quickly. We do have some left, the Colossus, but only about 30 boxes, I understand, out of the 125%. That's a good problem to have. It is. Um, but the main thing is, is that what was extraordinary, I know we didn't have so much time here, but when I was with the Estonian Red Cross, um, just before it came here, I showed them how all the packaging was. And they said, you know, we stand tall with your grandfather's story. And I said, I bet you cigar smokers, because they don't smoke cigars in that organization, but certainly not the ones in Estonia. Right. And they said, I bet you cigar people like to talk about military history, history, stories, maybe about the Red Cross. They said, what's going on in Ukraine? Um, and I said, exactly. We are that type of people. Absolutely. And we take time having our hobby together. And they said, we are so proud to be associated with your premium cigars. Wow. Um, not just mine and that thing, but the, the community in general, which is really special. It is, because they don't say that. 
yeah. about a whole lot of. They said they do not endorse any product. Um, they would not even. They don't. They, they they told me especially not tobacco. Right. Um, but they made an exception. They said provided you know provided my donations to them will go me to me privately, which they would be. They said you can use us in your inserts and say where proceeds are going to. And my grandfather had a quote. The Red Cross saved my life, my stitching saved my sanity. So they were very moved by it. So this is a really one, you know. So this is a, a true passion project for you. Totally. I mean, the book, which has been republished, the one my father put together, we give 25% of what it is to the Red Cross. I'm not here to make money right. <clears throat> on that project. I mean, I'm making a little bit with the cigars, but that's not the idea. So they are at a set at a high price, unfortunately, but actually the price is deserved because it's a charity we need to aim at. Absolutely. And yeah. family, this was what struck me the first time I talked with you at the play in a few years ago. Family is so very important to you. Well, to all of us. We, we, I think we all well, love our family. I, I think I know some folks are like, ah, maybe not. Well, well us. for us, we were kind of lucky in a way to have these crazy stories. I mean, we have so many other stories of the family uh, that we, it's a nice to have them theming our cigars. Because after all, when you're sitting down and smoking something and we want to make it as good as possible, and you know, we're very open about uh, who we work with, uh, you know, which factories we work with. Right. Um, so we know we've got a great product um, because of the master blenders involved. But it's also, we like the stories behind them as well. And it's nice that these stories, you can actually as you're sitting there, Google away and not just get my website, but you just need to Google fuck Hitler and you can read all the stuff in the newspapers or you can Google Daughters of the Wind. Yep. Uh, you get my cigars, Daughters of the Wind, Castagli, Manchester. Then you get all the horse stories. And if you're about the palace, you're going to white peter it. So it's kind of fun to see all that stuff. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And just sitting while away and you know, just making um, a little bit of connection to history, which is a rich one. It is. I want to talk real quickly and then I'll get out of your hair. I know. Please, never in my hair. Never in my hair. Never in my hair. Travel. Like I saw, I've seen on Facebook, to follow the Castagli page. You've been all over. I know. My wife is dying on this one. Um, and because and, 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 you see, for two years, you know, I actually managed to... You had to stay home. Yeah, which is wonderful because I did this testing. We started creating for a, a line coming shortly next year, the Napoleonic selection of cigars. I'm a great fan of Napoleonic history. My first friend at prep school was a gentleman, he's still a friend today, Robert Ulrich Blücher, who is the great-great-great-grandson of Gerhard von Blücher, the great Prussian general who saved our ass at Waterloo. So um, uh, we are creating cigars to honor him and some of the French generals and Austrian. So I was doing this research and also creating some chess sets, which when you'll see those are going to blow you away. I I even had the rides from LA Blur come and look what I was doing as I was showing some pictures. And they're saying, we were looking at making chess sets as well. Um, but we're out. they're not going to be like this. So we were working very closely with some Russians uh, who are making the things this is before the thing so we're going to make four sets and you hear it first time here yes so you'll be one themed around Austerlitz the Battle of Austerlitz one's going to be around Waterloo the Battle of Leipzig and Borodino so 
Um, you've, some of you have had some snippets out of it. If you follow us on Facebook, you might have seen yes. some. But the boards are being created now. And I, it takes me six months to actually paint soldiers, which are sent to me in oil paints and special acrylics and gold metal paint. You did all the painting on it? It's all my work. Oh, my God. That's going to be like a huge... You know people are going to be like, no, i got to have that. Um, yes, I mean, we had one I was ever in um, uh, Bahrain recently, which is actually I grew up as a child there um, for three years of my life. Um, and when Abdullah looked at it, he says, how much for that Waterloo set? Because I just showed him just some of the pictures of Wellington and some of the uh, pawns. I said, it's going to be 15,000 euros upwards. And he says, put me down for one. I said, look, come on. He says, I don't want to do it. It's got to be what ready. What do I have to do? Yeah, no, well, I, I can't. I can only, you know, it takes me half a year to do each one. And that's when I had time. So the traveling, I mean, I'm sounding a bit rough today. And it's not about lovely America. It's about my I'm starting this thing about three weeks ago in Romania. And trust me, they're like bloody vampires. I mean, <laughs> you, 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 you know, an event goes to like eight o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. So uh, it's uh, and they drink and then the, the gypsy music comes out at about five and you know the snaps <laughs> is going down and you don't care anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it is it's crazy. So you've been traveling quite a bit. Where, what's next for you? Where are you headed off to after um, this? Well, I, I get back on um, the, the 18th, and unfortunately, my, my father passed away, so I've got a big family I'm funeral. So there, but it was his time, and we got some of There's only two left from his squadron um, from the old jet, from the, the days when he was a fleet air arm pilot. Uh, one of them, that's actually Mr. Ben Belfast, was an admiral and actually in charge of all British forces, so he's going to do a speech. My dad was his boss. Wow. Um, uh, he was a so we got that to do and then I'm going to come back and then you go to Beirut um, and then have a couple of weeks with my family August is our holiday time a couple of weeks with the family yeah, September I have four days of the family wow you are just the busiest guy and the most interesting man <laughs> in the world Jeremy Castagli thank you so much no, one, James. One, how, how tired are you on a scale of one to dead how uh, tired are you uh, minus four That'll work. Thank so that you. means I'm the living dead. We're going, we're going back to the Romanian thing. <laughs> Jeremy Castagli, thank you so much thank for your time. James, I appreciate Jeremy, it. My pleasure, and thank you for all listening to this. James does a great job. Here at the PCA 2022 trade show with Bob from Joji Bobi. Yeah, how, how are you doing, James? I am doing great. Okay, Very good. nice to meet you. Thank you so much for your time coming on the yeah. podcast. Now, you are a boutique cigar that a lot yes. of people may not have heard of. Now, mm. I've smoked it about a year ago. I, I got a box or two, mm -hmm. and they're absolutely amazing. So when I saw you at the Castagli booth, uh -huh. the PCA trade show this year, I was like, oh, I didn't talk to yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you want to have me in I do. Yeah, I want to find out. I think people want to know your story. How did you okay. start this? Okay, let me tell you one thing. I am from originally over 30 years in box manufacturing. That is my profession. I'm an electrician, but uh, things come out different. But sure. in 98, I went to Dominican Republic for a Dutch company called Picos, where I started in 92, in the Dominican Republic in Santiago. So we set up a box factory, and then after a, like, let's say 11, 12 years, I was big part owner because I bought out another shareholder in April 2009 and in June 
2009, everything burned down. It oh, was insured, no. everything fine. But your life changed. But you don't, you're going to sit in the corner and cry. So after that, uh, Jose Sainz from Tabacalera Garcia, he gave me a call. He said, Bob, I want to make uh, our box factory a little bit more modern. Can you help us? I said, that's no problem. So I did that for two years to set it all up. And then I came back to Santiago again. And where the blood goes, you cannot get out of it. So with the help of two other people, I started another box, box factory. It's called Zangwill, still active. After a few years of that, I got a few partners coming in. And then things changed a little bit. Yeah? And then uh, in 2017, and that's where you come to the Georgie Bobby name, <laughs> I go to a friend of mine in Holland. I was in a Dortmund show. And he asked me, Bob, how are the boxes? I said, well, I think I need something for a few years to open my mind again. He said, well, I have a project for you. It's in Albania. It's a mine. I don't know nothing about mining. He said, no, I want you to go there for two years, set up the whole thing, and then you leave again. So I go there, I said, no problem. So I go to uh, Tirana. The mine was all the way in the mountains, but I didn't live there, I like the city. <laughs> so we went there, first day, I present myself to the guys working there already. They had some things set up already. And I said, my name's Bob. And the first thing they said, Bobby, Jackie Bobby. So from that day, also for the guys there, I was always Uncle Bob for them. Uncle Bob. Because Jaji means uncle in Albania. Yeah? And I'm Dutch, so it's everywhere where you go. Yeah? Yeah. So I did that for two years. And I came back in Dominican Republic. And uh, in the meantime, we set up uh, with the guys from El Artista. I set up another box factory, a smaller one. Yeah? Because the same thing. It's in your yeah, blood. it's in your blood. And I like it. I like the communication with clients, etc., etc., to sit to create products. Yeah, we are creative. The, young, the youth now they are computer wise, but I'm still with I like your to hands. Create, you like to create with, with your create hands, something. absolutely. Or at least I do it with the mind. Yes, and the guys do it with their hands. Yes. So I come back and I go to my good friend Henry Junior, Calo, yeah, the son of Henry. Uh, absolutely. And I said to uh, Henry, "Is Henry?" I want to make a cigar because it's on my bucket list. I want to sell a cigar wait, 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 to wait, the wait. store. You, you, you told Hendrik. Yeah. I have a bucket list item. Uh huh. Cigar making. Can you can you help me with that? Mm -hmm. So this all started because you seven January seven twenty twenty because you had a bucket list item. Yes. Wow. So it was. Did you think it was going to take off like a has? No. No. So I said to him. Because I'm not a difficult blender or things. Henrik, I want this, 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 this. And in the in the black one. And in the red one, I want that, 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 that. He said, okay. And a small one. He said, why do you want a small one? He said, because when I was in Tirana, all the Italians that come visiting us for uh, the product that we were mining, yeah, they all smoked little cigars. I said, well, and you don't see it that much. I said, why don't go in something? that people don't do that much. So I went to him, he made me two blends. I got the, the black one, I smoked it, perfect. Yeah. 
because my palate is not, you have chocolate, uh, spicy, I don't have that. I like it or I don't. Right. Yeah? And, but I think that a lot of people like that. So, he said, make me a hundred of each. Yeah, both of them were the right stuff right away. He said, just make me a hundred in bonus of 20. So I go to Santiago with a friend of mine that has La Tabaqueria. And I said to him, listen, buy me two bottles, please, of 20. He said, no problem. So he put the two bottles there. I took out two cigars and I said, what are you going to invoice it for? So I paid the bill and I said, bucket list done. Yeah? So I was happy with that. You were it. That was it. That's all you wanted. So then people start smoking the cigars. Oh, it's good, it's good. So Henrik, make me 600. And then Larry from Smoke Ring, he came to Henrik's factory and he smoked and said, Bob, I need 300 of each. Uh, so we shipped that out at UPS, we made it. And then somebody else did the same thing. And then I got an email from Small Batch. And then I thought to myself, I need to trademark my face. <laughs> <laughs> that is such so, a crazy story. Yeah, it's a crazy story. It's a great story. So you went from box maker. Fun, from the box. And I still do make boxes. Right. So you're still a box maker, but uh-huh. you, you went from box maker to setting up a mine. Uh-huh. To making a cigar. To making cigars. Like, that's that's not your typical... No, no, That's no, not no, how no. you... But I think things come in time. If I would not have gone to the mine, I would not have had this name. And it would be maybe something regular. So now you have a name that is totally different and people don't in that way, maybe they don't understand and it stands yeah. out and it stands out and people they say Jaxi Zazi uh, or they call it just Bobby and then you have to pronounce it a few times Jaxi Bobby Jaxi Bobby and I say if you say it three or five times you'll you never go out of your head you'll never forget it's so Uncle unique Bob. yeah yeah I, I, I like Uncle Bob but yeah. Jaxi is Jaxi is a name but uh, for a lot of people it's going to be Uncle Bob Okay, so you start to sell these, they start to take off. Mm-hmm. How did the Robustos come into play? Okay, now, for example, the little little lines, mm-hmm. two little ones, they called Baba Yam, which means Dad Yam. My, it's my father. So the little, little nice. black one is for my dad. The little red one is called Mi Hermano, and it's my brother. That's bloodline. Nice. So the black one, the Robusto, we started doing that. And I know that, uh, for example, when I came to Dominican Republic, Henrik Jr., he lived with Oscar Butler. We got an apartment and they lived under us. So I met Henrik the first day I came into Dominican Republic. So he was like my brother. Nice. Yeah? But his father, Henke, yeah, he helped us with a lot of stuff. So Henke is like my father in Dominican Republic. Yeah? So everybody knows him as Henke. So when we made the Robusto, I said, I want to make a 5 by 50 because that's the size your dad always liked when I knew him, when he was working Navidov. Yeah? So we made the cigar and I even asked Henke, Henke, can I use the name El Ingeniero, which means the engineer. In Santiago, everybody, when we see him, we say, Thomas Ta Ingeniero. Yeah? So we know him close by as El Ingeniero. Yeah? And I said, can I use that name? And he said, Bob, you do whatever you want. Yeah? It's okay, it's no problem. So that's the part of El Ingeniero 
the name of the cigar. Wow. And then the red one, because Henrik is a licenciado, yeah, it's called a licenciado. It's professions. So it's between, uh, how you say it? It's between my bloodline, parent, uh, uh, father and, and brother, brother, and my Dominican brother and father, father to say it like wow. that. Wow. So that's where that starts off. And then when it goes up, I said, oh, why don't you go to another factory? Stay with the same Vitolas, yeah, because it's not science. No, it's yeah. not. So I went to Juan Cito, Juan, uh, Juan Rodriguez. He used to work in, uh, in another factory as a blender also. And he set up his own factory and say, I want a cigar with uh, Connecticut uh, Ecuador wrapper. Not too, a little bit darker, yeah, because I like that. And I said, I want this, this, this. So the guy, he blends the cigar. I stick it in my mouth. I smoke it. It's fine. Yeah, it's good. Because it's totally different. One blend. Than what I had. He just did it one time. <laughs> one time. Nailed exactly everything Nailed you want. Nailed exactly. He said, I want you to make the cigar that you like. But mild. Yeah? Because some people are strong smokers. But I want you to make your cigars. Because I'm just the face. But that's why I also put on all the rings the names of the company. To give them also some credit. Yeah? Yes. And then... After that, I went to Junior Torres with the gray ones. And the gray ones, uh, same thing, they are uh, first generation Cuban seeds grown in Dominican. And the guy works perfect with that. And it had the same thing. He made a cigar, but he smoked it. I sent this one especially to Jeremy also. He said, Bob, make it a little bit more creamier and stronger. So that's what we did. And now I have also that cigar. It's no science. Yeah? So what do I do with my packaging? All my boxes, they're all the same. So I produce them with no print. I have thousands of each in stock. And when I need 200 of these, I just grab them out. The guy screen it and it goes out. Wow. So you don't have to. I don't hold a lot of stock because you work fast and short term. The same with the bands. Yeah? My wife works at Seager Rings. But my band is just digital printing. Yeah, because everything for me it's about the cigar, and if the cigar if the cigar is not good, nobody's gonna like it. Exactly. Yeah? And the package in my packaging, I think it's is a little bit original. Oh, it's yeah? very original. So, and if I want to have a new factory, I go green or I can go blue. Just my face on it, as long as I maintain my hair. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. So after that one, because I'm not finished yet, I went to uh, Radamel Rodriguez from El Latista. I said, I want to make a box press. So a box press, 4x44, and a 5x50. So he made, I explained a little bit, and that's the only cigar that has a lot of countries in it. So he had two Robustos made. We smoked it, and I said, I like that one. Just go ahead. And then with the box, because you saw the box, it's standing up. So finally somebody is using the end of the cellophane to take a cigar out. Right. So that was it, and then I did uh, with uh, Julian Sweat, but it was like a funny project. I did the Rabo de Toro, which is a short film with uh, a refueso. And it's the, that's what I say, it's, a, it's the creativity that you have to find and be a little bit different. So that's my story. You that's such a it. great story. And I don't know what's going to stop. If it stops in three years, 
I had fun for three years, and then we'll do something else. But I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think that's gonna happen <laughs> either. Like it's really good stuff. Uh, I enjoyed everything I've ever smoked from you. I smoked uh, the box press last mm-hmm. night that you gave me the thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow. Like, I wish I would have taken a picture of that box press uh-huh. and put it on Instagram so my, my listeners could see it because it is, uh-huh. it's very thin. You talk about a is box press. Listen, they are for me, the guys from El Artista, they box press perfect. And it's really squared pressed. Yes. It's not in the round corner, so it's quite no, pressed. It's, it's a very good box it's, press. And, it's a and very I'm working good on that also with them, but when I come back, for uh, because it's the same thing, you only change the screen print, right. so you have a different blend. Right. So I have already the sample boxes made with green and the blue. So now I have to work on the on the blend. So you've got green and blue coming out too. That was yeah, going to be my next But I don't know when. When, you no but, idea, but yes, that's what's next yes. for you. And also with uh, the same thing with the Grey Factory, because they told me, Bob, do a Lancero. So I'm making Lanceros. Is this your first PCA trade show? This is my first PCA trade show. Okay, and I know you're tired and you've been talking yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, well, my I'm voice always... is coming back. It is. <laughs> what do you think of the trade show? I think for me it's good. If you ask me how much did you sell, I don't have any idea. Yeah? Because sure. it's, for me it's the first time. It's communication with people. And let me tell you one thing. To sell a box to a client is relaxing yeah you sit down you smoke you talk about details you're gonna do this 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 i think i never did that but to sell a cigar in a shop is like an entertainment between the client and stuff but standing here all day talking to retailers is an art that you need to learn oh absolutely i'm easy talking yeah you are but it's you have to learn that and you have to uh, get into the contact with the people and stuff, but it's totally different. It's a dance. Yeah, it's a dance. And you got two minutes. That's all you got. Yeah, and every time you have to tell, in my case, it's new, you have to tell the same story. Maybe in two years, I don't have to tell it anymore, and I'll put a big sign behind it, just read it. <laughs> How many times have you told that story? I think in the like last 25 few times. Oh, 20, 30 times. Wow. Yeah. Think you'll come back next year to the trade show? That depends on them. <laughs> the only thing what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring somebody because I'm staying a little longer in bed. <laughs> you because you go every night, you go here to oh, the booth and the guys come together. You drink, boom, 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 and it's exhausting. It is exhausting. And I come home tomorrow morning in the bin again at 9 o'clock or something like that, and I already have three appointments, so I, it's no sleep. I just want to get on, the, get, get in the car. Yeah, get in the car. Get just come nice. home. That's yeah. what I want right now. I'm yeah, so but it tired. Is, but it's, it's, it's good to see because I know a lot of people, yeah? So you uh, you see the guys and stuff. Normally, I'm on this side of the booth and you walk around for product to see what's going on. Right. But, and that, I did it a little bit. Yeah, so that's good. So you got, you got to walk around. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and good. I have two or three things that I still have to do. Very so, nice, uh, very nice. Well, I appreciate all of your time. Okay. Guys, Thank if you, you have not tried Judgy Bubby, yeah. go, go try it right try now. It. It's an absolutely, they're and great blends, great cigars. I haven't had anything from you that I've been like, eh. It's all been like, wow. And follow me on Instagram. What's your Instagram? Judgy Bobby one I think. But if you put the three, first three letters, my logo comes up right away. There you go. And the I'm first like, three letters are X-H-A. H-A. That's it. And then you see... Uh, a face of a guy, and that's me. <laughs> Go give him a follow, guys. Yeah. Give his cigars a try if you haven't. They're absolutely great. 
Uncle Bob, thank, thank you, you very much. much. I appreciate okay. your time. I am here at the uh, Lampert, Castagli, and Uncle Bobby booth uh, here at PCA Trade Show 2022, and I'm here with Dr. Stephen Lampert. Dr. Lampert, thank you so much for taking the time with me today. You were here last year for PCA. Yes, that's correct. Yes. PCA and TP. Yes, we were here. You were. So which is like last year better or this year? Ah, that's, that's a tough question. I would say this year because we are growing. So, yeah, we were super busy like the whole time. It was, yeah, I'm exhausted now. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. I'm very tired. I've been asking everybody on a scale of one to dead. Like, how tired are you? Dead. 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 Yeah, yeah yes. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, I just want to do these interviews and go home now. Can I do that? Because <clears throat> it's the last day of PCA. But you guys have been busy. Like, yeah. super busy. How good of the show, or, or how good a business was it for the show? So, it was fantastic. So, for instance, like, the Family Reserve, our latest release, we got sold out within the first day. Wow. Completely. And now we are sold out completely. So, it was a big success. That is yeah. awesome. Tell us about the new blends because personally, I love the 1675, the Azul 1675. I think that is amazing, especially in the short Robusto. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. But you've got new stuff coming out. Yeah. So we released the Family Reserve. It's a limited production of 500 boxes a year. It's a very rare tobacco that we sourced. And unfortunately, it's it's sold out. It's made in the Dominican Republic. Um, Ecuadorian rapper binder filler DR, but unfortunately gone. But let's let's talk about another stick that we still have. I guess we have the Golden Retailer. It's made in Nicaragua. Our top accounts they supported us. They have access to this phenomenal cigar. It's a Salomones ten count box made in Nicaragua. Very flavorful. Good good part of strength, but you can still catch the flavors. When you're blending, how hard is it for you to balance strength and f- flavor oh, and nuance and complexity? Yeah, so that that's one of the toughest challenge because for me it's important the cigar must have strength, but you still have to catch the flavors. If you have too much strength, you, you, you cannot like uh, recognize any flavors. So the balance between flavor and strength, that's like the, one of the most complex, uh, comp- uh, like of the one most complicated things to do. Yeah. It sounds like it because it sounds like it's a fine line to walk. Because yes. you don't want too much strength or body. You don't want too much flavor. You've got to find that good yeah, compromise. Yeah, to find the eating. middle because we are in the States and in Europe. So because the palates are also different. So we have to find a good balance that works for both markets. You know, that's a good point. The, the, the palates are different between Europe and America. And I think you're the perfect person to ask, how are they different? Like explain the differences so folks know. Uh, so one of the differences is like strength. The, the American market prefers like stronger cigars than the European market because their palate is used to it. One other point is um, in Europe, like, so the Americans, they love an open draw, like very uh, open. Yes. Here, if the draw is a bit tight, they don't mind. They are used to that. It's also another um, difference between the States and America. How, how tight? It's like Cuban tight. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what that means, yeah. sadly enough. So, I know yeah. exactly yeah. what... 
But they just smoke on. They, they smoke don't let on. that they bother. They smoke on. We get used to it. Why do you think that is? Is it just that Americans are used to being pampered and like, I don't want to have to work for a whole lot, including my, my smoke? No, it's like, um, th- so there are no Cuban cigars available in the States and they're available in Europe. So, in Cuba, uh, and Havanos is very big in Europe. So, we, are, so we get used to it. Okay, I don't want to talk about Cuban cigars, but... You guys are in Europe, and you have to compete with yes. Cuban cigars. Are you seeing, since Habanos has raised their prices, are you seeing an increase in sales? Is there a correlation there? Yes. So our sales went up uh, because of their price increase, which is very good for us. Uh, now the people started discovering, like, we call it New World Cigars yes. from Nicaragua, Dominican Republic. Their, their minds get, like, they open their mind. Hey, there are other good brands on the market we have to try. So... Yeah. So you have seen a, a good correlation. Of it, so that's good. What else? Like, what's next for Lampert Cigars? Uh, you can do a spoiler. So, yeah, we are we are working on a new blend. It's going to be a fantastic one because what is missing in our regular production, it's a Maduro. And, yeah, so we are working on a San Andres wrapper cigar in the DR. It's going to be fantastic. Like, great sweetness. But still, like, it's still a San Andreas wrapper. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Don Patron. Yeah. I didn't know that that was a Lampert cigar. And I think I told you this story yeah. yesterday. I was at the Rocky yeah. Mountain Cigar Fest. They had one in the back. I'm like, who is this? Looked it up, but I saw, oh, it's a Lampert. I need to smoke it. Started to smoke it. I'm like, holy shit. This is really, really good. But why is it not? Why is it not a Lampert on? Uh, so yeah, that was our initial cigar when we started in Europe. It was called like a My Cigar Lab. It means like so it's a customized like we customize a lot of cigars and that's like the blend that I customized for myself. But I I know there was a little bit of confusion in the states, so we changed we upgraded the band. It now it says Lampert cigars on the uh, on the new cigar ring. And we upgraded the box as well, so it's very clear that it's from us. Very nice. Very nice, because there was some confusion. So uh, we're good with that. So do you think you'll come back next year? To the- oh, definitely. So I try to uh, attend uh, PCA, TP, and I do a tour in the U.S. twice or three times a year. Perfect. Now, I want to get you on the podcast, a full episode dedicated just to you, because we want to find out how you got into the cigar industry. I know you're an attorney. You are a, uh, a doctor. You're a professor. Yeah. We want to find out yes. everything about you. So we'll love that. So we'll get you back on the on the full episode of the podcast very soon, Doctor Stephen Lampert. Thank you very much. Thank Lampert you. Cigars. Appreciate it. Thank you. We are here at the PCA 2022 trade show with Luis Falto Falto Cigars. Luis, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, James, for having me. Falto. I'll be honest, is, is a brand that I didn't hear of until I came to the show. How long have you been in, in business? I've been in the industry for 27 years now. Uh, so I've been, I began in 1994, 1995, uh, branding, working with tobacco and cigars. So that's a... Uh, before it was a Bacana Asfalto, it was a uh, company, it was La Garita Cigar Company. And then I changed it to Tabacana Falto, and we have the brand Nagarita Cigar Company and the brand Falto. 
So uh, one of my writer reviewers actually had one of your cigars while he was in Puerto Rico. Yes. And he's like, I know that name. So it was kind of interesting because, like I said, I'd never heard of it. So tell us a little bit about your brand. Tell us a little bit about your vision. Yes, uh, my well, like I said, my brand is uh, Falto Cigars. Uh, it's a very, what I call, ultra boutique brand. Uh, my production is very limited to 100 boxes per cigar. At the moment, I have 25 different cigars, 25 different blends, and I only repeat sizes uh, in three occasions. I have three, three Lanceros, two Robustos, and two Roses. The thing is that every cigar that I blend, every blend that I make, uh, only comes in one size. So every cigar is completely different, different blends all together. Do you do that because it, that blend is better in that size than I it is in the that, other that, size? That, when you see, when you talk to some companies, they say, well, yeah, they make up a, a blend they begin in four or five different sizes, but they know that one of those sizes smokes better than the rest. So I choose the size that I believe that best complements the blend that I, that I create. They'll show off the blend yeah, than the, the, any the, other size. The, the development of the, of the blend, you know, that the, the, the make of smoking the, the blend, it goes better in a certain size. So the, that is the size that I use use and choose for each blend. I'm going to ask the obvious question here, which is why Why would you do that? seems like you would be leaving money on the table. No, I, think I, said, I, I always wanted to do something very unique. You know, I, I remember when I began doing that concept since the beginning, they would they, they tell me that I was crazy, that why just one blend, one size. But now, now you see it once in a while. Yeah, for example, let's say, for example, the Andalusian bull from, you know, from Dominicana, only one size. You know? And some, uh, some companies now are using that as a concept. Well, I'll tell you, I was very impressed with the construction of your cigar because almost every cigar that I've smoked here in Vegas, the wrapper has cracked. The ash doesn't hold on. It's very dry here, obviously. We're in the desert. Well, I've been doing my cigars, you know, at Aurora Factory, which is uh, the oldest cigar company in the Dominican Republic. They began making cigars in 1903. So they're very passionate about the, 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 the construction, you know. So it's flawless. And again, you know, since I'm making such a small quantity of cigars, you know, I, I can make sure that uh, those cigars are pristine and our the, the concentration is unbelievable. How many lines do you have right now? At the moment, I have no lines, blends. I have. Oh, that's uh, the, how yeah, many two, blends? I do have, have twenty-five different blends right now. How many? Twenty-five. And what are they? What? What are the blends? Like, what are the names? Well, of the- you know, I I I, I, I use uh, tobacco from all over the world. I use uh, Ecuador, Brazil, Nicaragua, Cameroon in Africa, uh, Dominican Republic, of course. As somebody who's, as you said, very, very boutique, how do you source all of that tobacco? No, I have a lot of access to tobacco myself. Uh, not only through La Aurora, but also through different uh, 
World War II, the Dominican Republic, and, and elsewhere, you know, Ecuador and Nicaragua. But I get a lot of tobacco from La Aurora. Yeah. What's next for Faltown Cigars? Well, there's always, uh, actually, this morning I woke up with an idea of making a bread that I have that I already made, but I haven't been making any cigars with a blend. And I just, just uh, brainstorming about what I can do with a blend. Maybe that's use the same blend in different sizes, but talking about the ingredients of tobacco or cigars, which is a humbleness, passion, tradition, yeah, uncompromising, yeah. And th- that will be the names of the cigars. So you said you've been in this industry for a very long time. How did you get into it? Well, you know, I began smoking cigars when I was 14 years old. As a kid. My father had a, a business partner you know, from the Dominican Republic. And uh, every time that my father used to travel, he used to bring back cigars. And I actually stole the cigars from my father. You know, I think that many people began like that, you know. <laughs> I would agree. And, uh... So then, you know, when the boom hit in the nineties, uh, I couldn't find what I what my father used to bring back from from the DR. So uh, I I was studying George Washington University in DC. So I went to the Dominican Embassy. I asked for a list of all the cigar manufacturers that in the DR. I already knew a couple of them. So I made appointments and I wanted to make a cigar according to my own taste. Uh, I wouldn't make a cigar and put it in the market if I, if I don't enjoy that cigar. So after visiting a couple of companies, you know, I ended up at La Aurora and uh, they, uh, they really understood my, my idea. I wanted, for example, I wanted to know my rollers. I have, at the moment, when my producer goes, goes in, into the manufacturing, I have seven rollers. Uh, and then I, uh, I wanted to choose my own brands, very small production. Yeah. So that was how they really liked the idea, so I was on board with them. How has the show treated you guys? Very good. Yeah, it's, uh, I think that has been the, the best show that I've had in the last eight years that I've been participating. Really? Yeah. Good. Yeah, I used to participate with a couple of distributors, but uh, I really do not enjoy distributors because uh, somehow, you know, sooner or later, they, they go sideways. Right. So, and now I'm distributing my cigars, like as in the beginning, it was myself. So, but this show has been very, very well. You're not the first boutique booth that has told me that. A lot of the boutique guys are like, it's actually been really good. Now, last year, it was only like 90, because of COVID, a lot of folks couldn't travel, so it was a much smaller show. This year, it's a much larger show, but the big four still... uh, Last year, this year, uh... Some of the big companies, like for example, Drew Estate, Davidoff, General Cigar, I, think, I believe that this year, AJ, even AJ Fernandez, even though he wasn't in the show, but I believe he didn't have a booth. So those people actually annex sponges, you know, they take all the, the buyers and they just 
get them, you know, uh, those huge booths and people like Tabacalera Falto and some other boutique companies, they get lost in translation actually. Yeah. So people go to those big booths and buy, spend all their money there and they don't look sideways, you know, they look at Tabacalera Falto and some other boutique brands. So with the absence of those companies, it has to be very good for small companies and boutique brands. So you'd like to just keep it that way for as long as possible? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know the reason why they didn't exhibit themselves anymore, but uh, it has been helpful to small companies. Excellent. Thank you so much for your yeah, time. Thank you, thank so you much. for, I'll get up here in just a second. I do appreciate it. I really it. appreciate your, you talking to me and Falto Cigars, check them out. They're fantastic. They're great. Luis has been doing this for a long time. He knows what he's doing. You will not be disappointed. Uh, if they, if your local tobacconist doesn't carry them, get a hold of them and ask them to. Because, like I said, you'll fall in love with it like I did. Luis, thank you very much. Thank you, James. With James still battling COVID, it falls to me to end this episode. That is right. I am Tim. And I have one job. I have to tell you to join us next week where James continues his interviews from the PCA 2022 show floor with Rick Rodriguez of West Tampa Tobacco Company, Dan Thompson of McAuliffe Cigars, and John Lorendi from Peter James, and so much more. Check it out. Stay tuned. Until then. Stay smoky, friends. Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Visit simplystogies.com for the latest articles and reviews. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for the latest in video content. And please rate and review Simply Stogies on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies. If you have a question or suggestion for James or would like to be on the show, please send an email to info at simplystogies.com.